Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Welcome to the podcast that you're listening to the living a naturally healthy life with Delane MD podcast. And I have a very special podcast today. I have one of my clients on who has agreed to let me ask her some questions so that you all can benefit from her experience. So I want to welcome Kim to the podcast. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this. You're welcome. We kind of talked a little bit about some of the questions that I want to ask you. I really want you to feel free to share your journey with everybody. I think that that's really one of the most inspiring components of uh, starting this work with me is seeing that there is change, change is possible, that there is something different out there. When a lot of times, certainly that's not what's fed to us from the medical community. And certainly like that's not what's fed to us. I mean, even the American Diabetes Association. It's interesting. I've been putting together modules for the Delane MD portal, and I've been doing a lot of research and I've been going back to old lectures that I received over the last five, 10 years. And a lecture I got three years ago, the recommendation by this pharmacist was do not hold off on starting on insulin. Get your patients on insulin as soon as you need to. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, no. So just watching the change in the medical community and in the evidence that's coming out on how we should manage diabetes and how we're not effectively really getting that out to our patients, us as physicians and medical providers getting that out to our patients. So I think that it's wonderful when people get the first glimpse of, oh, there could be something different and then how they run with that. So that's what I probably love best about your story, Kim. So tell us a little bit about your path to wellness, to health and wellness from where you started. You know, I, I've had a, over the last, probably since about 2004, I've had some health issues. I, it, I had a heart attack when I was 40. And then about four years later, I was diagnosed with diabetes. And I kind of think I'm just did like the textbook of treatment because they started with a oral hypoglycemic and then it was Victoza and then it was, you know, trimetformin. And, and as the years have gone on, it just keeps increasing the, the amount of medication and, and the weight you know, yeah. the weight came on too. So, uh, you know, being a nurse and being in healthcare, it it's, you just learn to follow what your physician tells you thinking that's the best path to health. But there's just something about not liking being on all those medications and just not everything, it just get worse. You don't get better. Um, you yeah. manage symptoms and that's kind of where I was. Is that what you felt? Did you have a clear feeling? Do you remember having a clear feeling like, I am just starting more meds and getting on more and more meds and getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Did you have a clear, when did that like realization kick in for you? 
probably in the last two or three years, as those me- initial meds that I were on were no longer controlling it. And I thought I could ignore it and not check my blood sugars, but that lab test A1C, of course, tells all. So when they had to start adding more, and then when they added insulin, that that was the big that was the big one for me. And when was that? Probably when was about it? three or four years ago. Three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And were you on a long-acting insulin, or were you on daily um, mealtime insulins? Uh, long-acting. Right. What did you notice when you added the insulin? Like, what did you notice? Did you notice anything like as far as how well you felt or maybe how well you didn't feel? Did you notice your weight going up? I think my weight creeped up a little bit, but you know, honestly, I don't think I realized how poorly I did feel other than I was tired all the time and just the lack of energy. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 58. I guess I can tell people my age, but you know, when you look around and you see when you're feeling like you're 70 because you get home from work and you're so tired, you can't manage the recliner. But and then you see other active people that are 20 years older than you. And you're just like, something's just not right here. I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not that old that I should just be coming home and, and buying time in the chair. So, yeah. What did your uh, medical provider tell you? Like, what guidance did they give you about how to manage so, the diabetes. So in the beginning, I was your doc's a good guy, right? Like yeah. your doc's a good guy. Well, my, my current one is initially I was told if I just would eat salads all the time, I would avoid insulin. Well, that's great for a little bit, but that's not very sustainable. And then in the beginning, I, with my current doctor, I, I was, I wanted to get weight off. And so he recommended that I do the HMR program. Um, And I did. And, and, and one of the things that was appealing about that was that it was medically supervised by an endocrinologist. And that was my last attempt to not get on insulin. But over time, over that program, I lost 43 pounds and my blood sugars never came down. They never fluctuated. Really interesting. And you still managed to lose weight. Yeah. How much did you like that program? How did I like it? I I liked the fact that I was losing weight. I liked the, I liked the accountability. What I couldn't understand is I, my goal was to not get on insulin and that didn't happen. And nobody could explain other than that's just the way it is. You're, you're just, your pancreas isn't working anymore. So you're going to need insulin. And so that was a little, um, that was disappointing to me. And so I thought, well, this is it. That's just what the rest of my life is going to be is diabetes and insulin and lots of money paid for insulin. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to that thought because I want to know when you really started to feel like I've got to find something different. But before we go on to that, did you ever see a diabetes educator, a nutritionist or a dietitian, Uh, a diabetes? Okay. uh Okay. So where was it that you were like, something's got to be different out there? When did that Thought you know, I've always been. Yeah, I, I guess I've always, I've always had an interest in holistic healthcare, and and I think that comes from my grandparents, who were. Some people probably won't even know this, but they were Shackley Distributors, which was a, a health and wellness company back in the '80s that sold uh, nutritional supplements, and so health and that has always been important, and and eating eating healthy. But, you know, as time goes on, 
that's not, it's really easy to say I'm going to eat healthy, but what is really healthy is been quite an eye opener for me since working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we definitely do it differently. Like we're not counting calories. No. So, <laughs> so a low cal treat doesn't mean much to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. When do you remember first, like having a thought that maybe you needed to do something different? Like there was, if there wasn't more med that you needed to have, you needed to do something differently. When do you feel like that first popped into your head? You know, I think it's always been in the back of my head. I think the last few years though, has been probably the last couple of years. It's just been, there's got, I just, am, I'm tired. I'm sick of being sick. You know, I, I just don't, the, the insulin and all the medications and it's just like good grief this is ridiculous so I saw you come up in a Facebook feed with a friend of mine and I'm so I'm like you caught my attention I think it was a podcast or something I'm like so I'm just gonna stalk her for a while and see if she's <laughs> quacky as the rest of you know you never there's so many there's so many absolutely out there and it's and I probably have done most of them. Yeah. And you get you get very short-term success. Yeah. And but they're not sustainable. I, I mean, you know, via Christie's program, you can eat all their meals and but but in the end, it's it doesn't, it takes away that the worst, the hardest part for me was not having meals with my husband. Yeah. Because yeah. I would so it, it just isn't sustainable. And and I don't feel that way now. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Because, and, and that's my thing. Like, no, we are meant to eat real food and it should come from the ground, right? Not from a box that yeah. came in a microwave, right? But that's no way to live. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's the difference. Right. And I always say no pills, no potions, real food. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing. What were the top three feelings that you had when you like initially thought there could be something different? What were the top three things that like partly probably made you take a step back and partly made you run towards a different result? What do you think that was? Can you name those feelings? For you to get started with you? Yeah. Like even like, I mean, most people will come to me and they'll have some element of disbelief in combination with like hope and you know what I mean? Like, or some yeah. people, you know, you I, I determined when we started, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think skepticism a little bit because I didn't know you. I didn't mm -hmm. know. And there's so many, you know what I mean? Just turn the TV on every time. It's There's so many potions and pills and programs and keto this and keto. I mean, all of that. Then there's the fear of failing, fear of the unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just angry and bitter. It's like, why me? Why everyone else in my family and circle of friends eats the same food I'm eating and they're not diabetic. And, you know, I, so I really struggled with that for a while, even after I started working with yeah. you. Like, yeah. How can you sit there and drink Coca-Cola all day long and have a normal sugar? And so, yeah, there's, there's a little frustration with, and it's like, I know life's not fair, but it just seemed really unbalanced to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you think that like, so when you initially worked with your first doctor and they were like, you just need to eat salads all day. And then you did the HMR, like, what do you think kept you from doing those long-term just that you were like, this is, I don't want to eat a salad all day long. I don't want to eat food out of a box all day long. It was just purely, I'm not interested in doing that. Yeah. Well, the, the Via Christie, I kind of had reached my goal. 
my mm-hmm. weight goal and that I didn't reach my health goal. Yeah. And when I go back and I look now after, after working with you this far, I've gone back and I've kind of looked at some of the, the foods and the, the nutritional value of those, those HMR meals. And I'm like, well, hell no wonder. I mean, it was, it was calorie control. I, I mean, it was, yep. and their whole preface is calories in calories out. And that yep. makes sense. And you still hear that today. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, now I'm not surprised that it didn't impact the, the health goal that I had. Right. Did you feel satisfied on those meals? Curiously, just yeah, I'm thinking of the science. You did? I did, but I'm real, I'm a real, um, I'm a, I don't break rules. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I was just, this is what you have to do. I'm like, okay. And, and I'm not going to be held. I, I, being held accountable works really well with me. So I wasn't going to go to class and say, oh yeah, I didn't eat, you know, so no, I didn't, they were satisfying. I didn't, they, I didn't find it difficult. It was kind of nice actually, because I didn't have to think about it. It was like, which box am I going to grab today? And here's what I'm having and done. Yeah. So tell folks what it was like when we first started working together. Was it what you thought it would be? What was similar to what you expected? What was different than what you expected? You know, I, I, my, I guess I just having, having watched some of your podcasts and listened and, and just, you know, just looked at what you're, you were saying, I, I kind of knew that it was probably based around nutrition and I mm-hmm. knew that there would be some coaching. I knew you weren't functioning as an MD that you were. And my daughter had said, well, if she doesn't piss you off, she's not doing a very good job. <laughs> and so <laughs> what I'm surprised about is the education that I'm getting went against everything I've ever known as a person and as a nurse. And, you know, when I go back and I look even today, when I'm looking at the diabetic education that we give our patients, I'm like, this is crap. This is all, <laughs> don't no tell them that. that. But, um, so that, that has been, um, I, I really, I'm not, I didn't have any real set things other than I hope she's not some kind of a quack that just took my money and I'm just going to sure be at the same end where I get to, but yeah. 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 So what's been the hardest change that you've had to make? For me, it's been learning to replace what I thought I knew about diabetes Yeah, and the physiology of my body and believing that, that watching it come to fruition and going, wow, she was right. Yeah. Was that hard at first? Do you think, do you feel like it was very hard, very hard because it went against everything i i've been, i've been told everything i've taught my are you sure i'm supposed to eat fat right right <laughs> yes yeah yes. how about now how do you feel about it now do you feel like it's difficult the changes that you've had to make do you feel like they're difficult to maintain no not now not now every now and then every now and then there'll be a there'll be something that's like mm. so like in the last week i've had my chicken and noodles, my has been one of my favorite meals. And my, my daughter posted a picture of that. And it's like, here's what we're having for dinner. Yum. I call her. I said, don't you ever post that picture? (laughs) So, but what I did is I went online and I found a recipe for chicken soup that was very similar without the pasta. And I thought, and it tasted just as good to me. 
And then today we're getting ready for a staff meeting tomorrow. And there is more bags of Halloween candy, which that doesn't bother me. But somebody put out a big old bowl of hot tamales. And I'm like, "Mm, those look good. But I didn't. So it's okay. You know, we've kind of talked about this. You were surprised the most by what the knowledge base was, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then believing it. I mean, I could hear... It's not that I didn't trust you. Right. But you had to see it in action. And then you're like, I I did. There it is. I remember. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can read all the books and and hear all you want. But if you if when you put it into practice, if you if it doesn't net you some kind of a result, then you're just like, what the heck is she talking about? So, yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like has changed most with you in our time working together? I didn't know how bad I felt. Mm. yeah have more energy I just feel better and I didn't know I felt as bad as I felt yeah yeah and I hear that I hear that a lot from clients but certainly like and you have this experience right like when you will have a joy eat or eat something that's not consistent with what you usually eat how do you feel That's a loaded question. I know, because um, we just talked about, we just talked about that. You know, we had a chili cook-off and a cinnamon roll cook-off at my office. And so I was one of the judges. And I was like, um, so I was trying to be very careful and not overindulge. But at the two hours after that little event, I had a great time. I probably had a half a cinnamon roll and a, a cumulative, maybe one bowl of chili. And two hours after that, my blood sugar was 278. But that wasn't as alarming to me as how bad I felt the rest of the day. And my thinking was foggy. I just was lethargic. I It was horrid. And I thought, this is not even worth it. So, um, And so before we started working together, your blood sugars were not, it wasn't uncommon when we first started to see a blood sugar in the 200 range. Right. No, not at all. And, and, you know, honestly, I can't say what it was before that because I didn't check. The right. But on top of that, you were also on all of the medications and yes. had all the cruddy feelings that come along with all of the medications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would have been. I, I'm pretty sure the next step would have been mealtime insulin. Oh, yeah. At yeah. the rate it was going. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, It's so interesting. And I think, I know I've shared this with you that I, there are certain foods if I eat them. Yes. I, for everybody in the podcast, I'm not only eating, you know, tomatoes and cottage cheese all day long. Right. Like there are times that I will have joy eats and my classic joy eat is either when, or my classic example is when I either go to the movies with my family and we have movie popcorn Or on Cinco de Mayo, I'll get nachos, like from a Mexican restaurant. I have, I do, I know exactly what it is. It's the fat, the oil that they fry that in. It is debilitating. And it's not like I feel sick or nauseous for the next five hours. I feel tender to the touch in my muscles for about four or five days after eating something like that. And I imagine like, Oh my gosh, we used to go to the movies once a week and I would down an entire bowl, you know, and we'd go for refills. We'd have the large that we could get refilled. I'm like, I must have felt awful all the time. Mm -hmm. It's shocking when you clean that food out of your diet and you start to 
slowly feel better, but then you re-offend your body with that food again. Suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, I feel like a Mack truck just ran me down. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, and I want to talk about this a little bit, but your blood, you are still experiencing some insulin resistance. You're just much, it's the improvement. Your sugars have improved. You're on less medications. You're dropping weight. You're doing all the things, but your body is just particularly stubborn. Stubborn. (laughs) I'm trying to find a nice way. I think stubbornness benefits people a lot of times. But that has been a very inspiring thing for me as a coach to watch you go through. So in the beginning, I got results right away to the point where just changing what I was eating, I was I was just bold and said, that's it. I'm not taking the insulin anymore. Let's see what happens. And it was okay. And then it was the Jardians. Okay, I'm ready to just take it off and see what happens. Of course, I asked my doctor and he's like, okay, but... Um, and that worked for a moment. And then I hit this, I don't know what I hit, somebody's joke to see if I could really do it, I guess. But um, I, I, I like a plateau almost where the, I couldn't get out of the 200s no matter what. If I, if I did a fast, it, if you did, yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. It didn't matter at all. And it stayed that way for several weeks. Yeah. And um, I was, I just was determined to be persistent and listen to you and in hopes that it would make a change. And I was really, there were a couple of times I was like, I knew it. I knew she was an idiot. She didn't know what she yeah. was telling yeah. me. And, yeah. um, but I'm really glad I didn't because all of a sudden it just went like crazy. And it, I mean, I had a blood sugar of 109. What is that? Yeah. When um, was the last time that happened? So and all of that with still those two meds gone, I mean, through all of that. So, yeah. and now I'm kind of there again, but down another notch. I mean, now it's yeah. in the 150, 170s, which is, I don't know why I think that's high because I was living with the upper 200. Yeah. So, and that's just on medications and all on medication. So I really, um, I don't know why I think I'm stalled again because <laughs> I'm down 31 pounds and I don't feel deprived. I don't feel, I don't know. You feel, yeah. And I mean, like in your the energy that you talk about and everything, your body though, and this is really what I really truly love about your story is your persistence. Lots of people, when they don't get the results, it's so interesting. We build our dis-ease, our disease, we build it we take decades to build it, right? Like we get very, very sick and we're like taking all the time we need to do that. But now I eat clean for two or three weeks and I expect it to all be better right now. Like we get so frustrated when we don't have a rapid result. And then we tell ourselves, oh, this is baloney. It's not working. I'm going to go back to eating gummy bears and, you know, ding dongs and ho-hos. You know what I mean? Right. And then but you have been so steady and steadfast and like, nope, I'm stick, I'm staying the course. I'm staying the course. In fact, that's probably one of the most common things I hear from you. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm staying the course. I'm staying the course. Yeah. And it's paid off. It has paid off. And it it's given me the motivation to continue. Yeah. To see it through. Even, you know, you've you've given me little tip like eating with intention. And mm-hmm. um, you know, when I, I've not had very many 
times when I've eaten outside of what I probably should have, but I don't see that as a negative thing anymore. You've taught me to say, you know, you didn't get diabetes from one candy bar. You, yeah. And so it's <laughs> like, okay, so I had that piece of birthday cake that my granddaughter made and I had a small piece, not a large piece, and I'm going to enjoy it and go right back to the way I know I feel better. And, and that helps. That helps because it's not like, I don't feel like I fell off the wagon or it was just a disaster. So that changing my thought about it and I, it didn't feel like I was cheating either. It was just, Hey, this is a really cool moment. My little granddaughter, they, and she was so cute. Cause she's like, grandma, I made carrot cake so you can eat healthy. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just a moment. And it's veggie cake, grandma. It's, it's fine. Veggie cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you most happy with that you've gotten out of our working together and this health change for you? I'm very happy that I'm off my medication. Yeah. Uh, most of them, yeah. the diabetes ones. I, I'm, of course, I'm happy I've had some weight loss, but I feel better. And um, yeah, I just, I'm very happy that I did it. I'm not, I have no regrets. Awesome. Awesome. So what would you tell somebody who is on the other side, the person who is like, I don't even know what to do. I keep seeing my health getting worse. I feel horrible. My vitality is not there. Life just seems to be passing me by while I'm making it home to the recliner each night. What would you tell them if they were like, I don't know if there's any other way? What would you tell I, them? I would tell them a couple of things. I would say, what have you got to lose if it doesn't work? You're not selling a bunch of supplements or meals or none of that. And then what I would tell them is that you really can be in control and not the diabetes. Yeah. And that's like the most empowering thing ever. Am I there yet? No, I'm not. But I, I really feel confident that I will. And, and when you begin to understand, I, I think the hardest part for me has been really understanding what is going on in my body. You know, I keep, you know, everybody's like, I see all these keto recipes and it's like, it's not the same because, you know, one of the things that you, you, I've not been a diet pop drinker. I've not. I have one sweetener in my coffee every morning. I tried to give that up. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what sticks in my brain is that when you you were telling me how when my when I taste that sweetness, my brain just thinks, okay, prepare for sugar onboarding. Even though those sweeteners don't raise your blood sugar, but maybe they do because the body physiologic. So I, I think the other biggest thing is that. I've learned it's not just what I'm eating that's that's contributing to the fluctuation in my blood sugar. And and so I've I've been able to see by tracking what I'm by checking them and stress, lack of sleep, dehydrate, not drinking enough water, all of these things that are contributing to it, and none of them are all by themselves. It's not one single thing. Because I can remember you saying you're eat, it's not what you're eating. Look yeah. at your, look at your food diaries. It's not what you're eating. You're eating so, no carbohydrates. It can't be that, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I feel more. I feel empowered that I do have some control over my health for the, probably the first time that I don't have. I make these decisions, and I'm not. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's so interesting. That there are so many other things. There are, you know, like, I. it's interesting how in medicine we say, 
that it's so very unidimensional. Like it's so, so very one dimensional. It's what you ate and that's your blood sugar. I think and, the other thing, to, I think the other thing to line is that I thought, well, as old as I am, this is it. This is, I've made so many bad choices over my, with my health over the years that there's not any reversing it, that this is going forward. I could maybe be, as, but this is as best as it's going to get, but that's not true. Yeah. How does that feel? That, that feels a little surreal still. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the best. I love that. That is awesome. Cause then, and then the more that you see, of course, you're having more energy, you're having all the benefits of it and you're seeing that. And the longer you live with that, the more you're going to see the results of that, you know, what that gets you in life, you know, the vitality, the truly living life, not just getting through the day, you know, but yeah, it's interesting because you not only, there were a lot of other things that you did not have control over everything from sleep and stress, cortisol release, but even we found, we determined that some of your heart meds actually have a side effect of affecting your glucose and raising that. Right. And there were meds that like you need. So we were having to do like this dosey dough with all of it. You know, we were doing this dance with all of it and your, I do, I really, really just have so much respect and appreciation for your perseverance through this, because a lot of people would have been like, screw that. I'm going and having ho-hos and ding-dongs, but you didn't. And in turn, you get the benefit, not only of improved diabetes and improved um, health, but you feel really good, you know? Yes, I, I do. Absolutely. So that is beginning. It was in the beginning. It was all I thought about. What am I going to eat? What am I going to, and it's like, Oh, I can't, this is too much, but I don't anymore. I don't, it's not even a thought really. My husband will still be like, you want to go? Oh, you probably can't eat there. And I'm like, I can eat wherever I want. I there's tell him I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown woman. (laughs) So it's not, um, Mexican food was a little tough and still can be. But I have also, I have found other things there that are just as good. I don't know that, that, uh, and then it's like the tortilla chips and the salsa. So your little trick was just yes. count them out and just have, so yeah. it's funny now, cause now I watch and I'm like, I look around and it's like baskets of chips. People just sit and eat one after another, after another, the entire time. And it's like, wow, I used to do that too, but I don't have a desire to do that. Yeah. Well, and it's, of course, and like, as much as like people can hear that and think that it's like some magic mind trick, Mm -hmm. but of course it's not, it's that you don't have all this insulin that you're stimulating into your system. That insulin crosses your blood brain barrier and sends hunger signals to your Uh brain. Uh Like we think that it's like some mind trick, but it's like, no, it's just your physiology. That's the other thing that, that changed is the amount and the frequency I thought I needed to eat. I just read a book um, called Lifespan. And that was one of the things that this researcher um, came, there were four things that will, and I'm doing actually a podcast about this, but one of the things that he came up with that we, one, we overeat, like we as Americans eat way more than we need to. And that's one of the things that they find will have, will show increased lifespan, increased longevity of life is eating less. Yeah. You know, I always thought I had to eat breakfast so I didn't get a low blood sugar. I, you laughed at that because it's like, 
really with an A1C of 9.5, you think you have low blood sugars? And I'm like, yeah, probably not. (laughs) I just did a podcast on that and I thought of you because, but it's not, I mean, like you're warned against that. Like you are diabetics are warned. Like that's way more dangerous. I used to tell people this in my clinical practice. I would tell them your high blood sugars will kill you over time, but your low blood sugar could kill you today. You know what I mean? Like I've been guilty of doing that and putting this fear in patients and suddenly the patient has any feeling not right. And they're like turning to like, and of course the, you know, if you look at the ADA, the ADA is going to tell you to have candy or juice to treat that low blood sugar. Right. And so people are out of fear turning to candy and juice and overshooting. And then we can't figure out why everybody needs insulin because we can't keep their blood sugars normal. You know? Yeah. It's sticky. It proved to me when I did, I did that, I did a 24 hour fast and I was a little nervous because I thought, oh boy, but they didn't go down. They went up the whole damn day. They went up and I'm like, low blood sugar. I haven't eaten anything. How can it keep going up? But it was just that, that validation of the insulin packed in all the cells and yeah. So So good stuff. It's not really hard for me to explain to other people. I get it in my brain, but I'm, I'm just, I try to explain to them. They're giving me all these keto recipes. I'm like, I can, I am not eating that. Right. <laughs> they add all this stuff. And it's like that. That's that is not real food. food. That's so, not human yeah. food. We uh, talk about that. How like, there's all this keto, these keto recipes that will have like sugar-free jello in them. And I'm like, sugar-free jello is never a real food. Like jello, jello, non-sugar. That's not a real food either. You know? And I don't so, know what that xanthan gum is either, but I see that a lot. I know. There's I a know lot of, yes, I agree. Know. So, yeah. So, all right. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here? No, I just, I think you're worth it. I tell Thank everyone you. about you. Thank you. And um, I, it's so far I've seen great results and, and I'm looking forward to, I know I'm only halfway through, so I'm looking forward to what happens in the next six months. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, this has been another episode, a special episode of the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. And I will be back next week with another podcast. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.